Hello, and welcome to the Block Explorer. I'm Colin Brightfield. Hey, folks, I'm Cash Upton. The Block Explorer is here to educate and inspire you about the world of crypto and NFTs. We'll do deep dives into critical concepts for understanding what's happening and discuss the current events shaping the space. We're making this podcast for the curious, the free thinkers, and the change makers that propel us forward. As we embark on our adventures, remember that none of this is financial advice and crypto can be risky. In this episode, we have a conversation with Lisa, the anxiety doctor, about mental health in Web3, the NFT community, and her NFT project, The Moody Minx. Couldn't have happened at a better time with May being Mental Health Awareness Month. And it's a good reminder that we should be doing this all year long and to really have a positive, healthy relationship with our mental health and and those around us. And yeah, I just love this conversation that we had with Lisa. Yeah, it's like you said, Cash, it's an apropos time to be having this conversation, not only because it's May, but because it's always time to talk about mental health and mental health awareness, not just when you have a mental health crisis or a mental illness, but it's a, it's a thing to think about as more of a daily practice or, or a weekly practice of something that you're always kind of working on, working towards and maintaining, just like, you know, she brings the point of, you know, we, a lot of us take a lot of time to take care of our physical body but we have to remember that we have to take care of those parts of ourselves that we can't see as well. Yeah, it's a great reminder to you know do the upkeep that we need and not to have stigma against needing help and needing to get support and to have that healthy conversation. So really excited to dive deep with Lisa. Yeah, let's dive in. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for coming on the Block Explorer podcast today. We're delighted to speak with you. We believe mental health is critical and there's definitely a need for more mental health awareness in Web3. So let's start with some simple background. Um, How would you define mental health and why is it important? So I'm trying to spread more awareness about mental health. And I always say that we all have mental health. A lot of times people will think of mental health as mental illness. That's completely different. Um, so I think mental health is just taking care of our mind, you know, our emotions, our feelings, and we all have that. So we don't need to have a mental illness to be able to, or we shouldn't just have, uh, people take care of their mind if they have a mental illness. I think it's important for all of us to, um, care for our mind and to make it a priority, just like we do our physical health. Yeah, I love that angle of it. And it's a good reminder of uh, the the whole health of the the mind um, and not focusing on mental health as a negative thing, but it's just a, something to upkeep. Um, what's a little bit of your background and, and how did you get into the Web3 and NFT space? So I'm a psychotherapist um, and I have been in the mental health field for 22 years. I started investing in cryptocurrency about two years ago um started listening to you know youtubers and uh different podcasts about nfts um i've always wanted to a way to fund my project my dream of going to schools all over the us to teach these little mindfulness techniques um my mission is to 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 make people understand that taking care of our mind needs to be taught at an early age we don't need to wait until we're in our 30s going through some mental health crisis to be able to learn how to these, you know, small little coping skills. So 
I heard about NFTs um, and I thought this was the perfect way to fund that project. My, my, um, my dream of going to schools um, and doing that, teaching kids and teachers how to implement mindfulness into the classroom. So that is basically how I started uh, with NFTs. I started collecting NFTs first before I decided to launch my own project. And what is your project and what it, what, why did you create it? So my project is called Moody Mink Society, which is a collection of NFTs committed to bringing mental health to the metaverse and Web3 and to schools all over the U.S. Um, I decided to do this um, for, like what I said, you know, this was my, the way to fund my project. But once I got immersed into the Web3 spaces on Twitter, I quickly realized that Web3 needs me now. And so I started doing these spaces and I'm, you know, basically every day, 10 to 15 people contact me to do, um, to be a speaker on their mental health space, which is amazing, right? When I started back in January, when I started spaces, uh, I think it was January, February, it seems like a long time ago um, in Web3, a day is like a month. Um, but I remember jumping on the first space and someone talked about anxiety and then someone else shared their story and then someone else said that they were burned out. And so I was like, oh, okay, you know, is it just because they saw my name and it said, you know, the anxiety doctor? And then I jumped on another space and it was the same thing. And then another space and it was every single space that I was on that someone was talking about how burnt out they were, how anxious they were. They were talking about FOMO and FUD. And I'm like, okay, Web3 needs me now. And, and you know, I think I'm more constant right now. I'm concentrating on helping as much, um, as many people as possible in the Web3 space to prioritize their mind. That's awesome. Yeah, we we love that. And, and I couldn't agree more that uh, there's a lot of those things that happen in Web3 because it is like a 24 hour you know, industry, it moves so quickly, just like you said. And like, so people feel like this need to constantly keep up with everything and constantly be plugged in. And that takes a toll eventually if you're not, um, you know, taking time to stay balanced. So um, what makes, you know, the, the Moody Minks NFT project, you know, you mentioned some of the things that, it, how, what it's going to go towards, but what it makes it a little bit different than maybe some of the other NFT projects out there? So the um, holders will have access to not only mental health spaces, but personal development uh, workshops that I will be, not only me, but other mental health professionals and top personal development um, gurus will be invited to, to host these spaces. So they'll have access to that. They'll have access to also the meditation center um, in the metaverse. Uh, we just, I just bought uh, land uh, with that, other side, other deed, whatever it's called. I still don't know much about it, but we secured um, a space there. We do have a coda. So I hear that's big. Um, and so they'll have access to that. We still don't know exactly what that, um, all the details that, that come with that space, but I'm excited um, for that. And then I'll also have a lot of I do own a wellness tea company. Um, I started that because I wanted more people to know that there's so many different natural remedies, natural herbs, and you know whether it's marijuana or just more of the legal um, herbs out there that can help you uh, with stress and anxiety. Um, and they'll have access to 
um, discounts and free teas, um, different blends that I that I create. Um, so they'll have that. Um, our roadmap is always changing. I'm a giver, so I'm always adding to that. Um, I do want to have um, like a community wallet so we can, you know, just, I, I'm thinking this isn't um, set in stone yet, but I'm thinking that I'm going to have a community wallet so we could provide therapy for um, the holders. So if anyone needs more than just the workshops and needs one-on-one therapy, uh, we'll, we'll be able to provide that for them and pay for, for those services with the, with the wallet. That's really awesome. Um, we, we need more services like this happening. Um, pulling on the, the real life element too, you mentioned something about, um, going to schools throughout the U.S. So is this something that's going to fund too? Cause we, we love, you know, the in real life boots on the ground, um, aspects. Yeah. So that is actually already starting too. Um, I posted a little video about how I think it's still crazy to me that we teach physical education, PE in schools, and we always separate the mind, right? We don't include the mind with that. Um, and so I, I posted that video and I said, you know, my, my mission was to bring mindfulness into the classrooms. And so I got a lot of, um, feedback and messages and and emails from not only principals and teachers, but even judges, um, the juvenile justice judges that were um, wanting more information about this. So I'm already working with schools. So I'm I'm telling people, okay, our roadmap has already been even, we haven't even minted. And I think I'm already, um, I'm I'm using a lot of my money, of course, to fund this. Um, And so I don't mind, I I keep telling people, I don't mind if I'm poor, this is my mission and this is what I want to do. So I'm already doing that. And once we start doing that and we we, um, go to actual schools after we mint, uh, I will have in um, IRL events wherever we go for the holders. That's that's really cool. Um, we do a lot of refi regenerative finance focus on this, and and one of our guests um, was pushing against it just being ecological regeneration and the community regeneration and the interpersonal and, and the relationships that we have as as members of a society need to be regenerated as well. And so it sounds like this is something that it's going to be lending towards that and and being a really you know big contributor to a, a healthier community, which you know has environmental implications and benefits as well. You know, when people are healthier and happier, they they can have more time to think about the environment. Yeah. And um, for our listeners, is there a date yet for your mint? So we were thinking July, um, no mint date yet. Um, I will be speaking at um, NFT NYC. So we wanted to wait till after that just to kind of leverage um, that exposure. Um, so we're thinking July. We're we're growing very slow because I'm my personal page is growing fast, but our Moody Mink. I'm really bad at selling, so you know I do all these spaces and I forget to talk about Moody Minks um, and to tell people to join our Discord and follow us. So uh, we're growing slow, but that's okay. Um, I'm not going to ever make my community hustle for a um, whitelist spot or, you know, to be hustling and bringing people on. And so that's why I think we're, we've been growing slow. We've been getting a lot of attention from 
like I said, teachers, different people that don't know anything about NFTs. So that's the one thing that I think we want to start doing more edu- uh, educating uh, the, the normies, uh, people that don't know anything about Web Web three. Um, but yeah, so we we we're thinking July. Um, anyone that wants to join our Discord, our um, VIP um, Moody Mink list is what we're calling it. Mink list. It's really easy to get on right now. So if anyone wants to join, um, I encourage them to join now. Awesome. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely include all those links in the show notes for our listeners. Um, you mentioned um, some of the uh, challenges you have, you know, with with NFTs and talking to people that really don't know about NFTs yet. So, um, what would you say are the biggest misconceptions or misunderstandings um, you come across when you're talking to people about NFTs? I think a lot of people don't know that most, not all, but most uh, projects. It's not just the the picture right it's there's a lot of utility um a lot of my clients and my i have a large following on instagram very very small following on twitter because i just started using twitter um but i've been fully booked for 11 years um so people have been wanting to get on my on my wait list um but i don't have a wait list because i always tell people i don't want you to be waiting for me i'd rather you go and find a therapist and get the help now um, so they're the ones that are very excited about it, but they still don't know what it is. Uh, once I tell them about the utility behind um, buying an NFT, a Moody Mink, um, they're excited about it. So that's why I said I'm going to start educating um, those folks that are following and have been wanting to to get on my uh, wait list. Yeah, so... Um... Is, that's maybe one challenge is the education piece, I guess, right? Um, what would you say are maybe some of the other challenges that you've uh, came up against when you're creating your own NFT project? Um, I think just finding people to help um, as far as um, your team. It's, it's really hard to find someone that is legit. Um, and someone that is not busy with helping other projects. I think that was the hardest part. Um, there was a lot of people that wanted to, to help me, but they couldn't because they were tied up with other projects. Um, so I think that was hard. And that's one of the reasons, like I said, why I was um, growing really slow. Um, just finding people to trust. I think there's a lot of... And I think that's one of the reasons why people also are kind of iffy about NFTs. They hear about all the scams and, you know, all the the people getting their wallets, um, uh, their NFT stolen. Um, and so I think that that is just, there's a lot of, like in anything, I, I tell people, you know, there's scams everywhere, not only in, in the Web3 space. But I think that just kind of finding people that are um, available. Uh, because there are a lot of amazing people. I've met so many people, kind, generous, um, but they're they're busy. I think jobs are growing every day in Web3, jobs that we didn't have before. And there's a need. I mean, I keep telling people, even, you know, just 20-year-olds, teens, like, learn this stuff because it's going to be valuable and you'll be able to find a job doing doing this in web3 
You heard it from Lisa. That's right, everyone. Learn this stuff. <laughs> Get a job in Web3. <laughs> what, are, um, what are some of the uh, most common mental health issues that you come across in the Web3 culture? Um, anxiety, burnout for sure, um, depression when people lose money. Uh, but more than anything, anxiety. I think, you know, um, when the pandemic hit, I think we saw a lot of people. Um, suffer from anxiety, even people that had never experienced anxiety before. And I think Web3 is a perfect storm for anxiety. You're not sleeping well, you're not eating well, you're staying up on Twitter spaces and you're not taking care of yourself and also the excitement, right? Because every day, like I said, every day feels like a month. Every day there's something new. Every day you find out about a new project and that excitement and trigger the amygdala to think that it's anxiety. The amygdala is a part of the brain that, that creates that, that fight or flight, right? It activates that sympathetic nervous system that makes you prepared to, to fight or run or make you feel like if you're in danger. Um, and so that excitement can trigger that. Um, and that's where FOMO starts and um, that severe anxiety. So I think that's what I've been seeing the most of anxiety. Uh, more than anything in Web3. And then what would you say the biggest misconceptions people have um, in Web3 and talking about mental health? Um, I think there's a lot of people that want to help, um, which is great, right? I keep telling people, I love that people are talking about it. I mean, even just in February when I started listening, um, People were saying they were stressed out, but there was no mental health um, uh, spaces. And quickly, two weeks, three weeks later, I just seen, I started seeing everyone host these spaces. Um, I think the biggest misconception is, um, or not misconception, but I guess problem that I see is that there are not a lot of mental health experts in Web3 yet. And I'm trying to convert some of my colleagues to join and to at least help me with spaces. But I think, you know, when we're, when you're hosting a mental health space, if someone comes up with severe depression or suicidal, someone that's hosting a space that is not an expert, um, it can be a problem for them. You know, it could be, it could be like, okay, what do I do? They don't know what to do. And so that's what I kind of have been seeing that there is, there, there's a need for mental health experts to be, um, helping more. Um, of course, we do have restrictions. Um, if we're not licensed in a specific state, then we can't really do, um, you know, give any advice or anything like that. Which I think is stupid, right? I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in Florida on vacation, and if someone is suicidal, I'm not gonna say, "Oh, bye." You know, I'm not licensed in Florida, um, and that's one of the problems that, of why I feel. Um, things need to change with regulations. And then I know why they're there, right? It's to keep uh, people safe. But I think there, there's a lot of restrictions on us as therapists that, of what we can do and what we can't do. So I think more therapists need to be out there, more mental health experts um, in Web3. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's an interesting nuance that you mentioned of being licensed in one state and not in another and that kind of tying an arm behind your back, but also you are licensed in another state. So you have the knowledge and the compassion to want to help, but you're 
you're legally not allowed to. So let's let's just pull on that a little bit more. If someone was unlicensed, just a, a not a mental health expert, but they had this situation come up in a in a in a space or a conversation, you know, what's your uh, suggestion for you know best handling that and getting you know help and and support? Um, I mean, I would say contact a mental health expert, but I would um, I would tell everyone that's holding mental health spaces to have those resources beforehand. Just have, you know, a list of mental health experts um, or even just uh, the 1-800 number for the suicide prevention hotline. Um, having that on hand all the time would be very helpful. Um, you're not just, oh, what do I do? You know, um, and then also that, you know, a lot of these spaces are being recorded and, you know, some people might not know that. Um, and then that is out there. Um, when they share personal information, it's out there. Um, I don't record my spaces that I host um, because of that. There's people that will share personal information and, um, you know, just to keep it more confidential, even though it's not confidential, right? Because there's sometimes, you know, a lot of people listening, uh, but at least it's not recorded and um, there forever. Yeah, no, that's um, a good thing to keep in mind, especially with the mental health focus of the space. Um, uh, May it, this month is Mental Health Awareness Month, right? So it's it's a yes. good time to be having this conversation. But we obviously want to talk about this throughout the year. So you know, what what's this mean to you, and and how would you encourage our listeners? So I always, every time May come, every May first or even April thirtieth, I always tell people that uh, I always start with. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, but we don't have to wait until May to spread awareness. I try to spread awareness every single, um, I mean, throughout the year, right? Sometimes I, I don't work, right? But I'm always spreading awareness. So I guess every day. Um, I think it's it's important for us to have Mental Health Awareness Month because it does make other people aware of it and it makes more people want to spread awareness um, to hopefully in the stigma. Um, but that's my view on mental health awareness. I do, uh, I've always done promotions, just kind of like videos. And I, I um, incorporate other mental health professionals that are accepting patients because every time I put out a video, it's like, oh, do you have any openings? And I'm like, no, I, I feel bad. So I always do a video with other mental health professionals um, uh, talking about mental health awareness and in the month of May um, and helping them to, to get more, more patients. Uh, so I, I say that, you know, we don't have to wait till May, but it's a good uh, month to, to spread awareness and to start um, ending the stigma that is still there. We still need a lot to do. Yeah. And that's definitely agreed that is more work to do. So you mentioned some of these um, tools that you've been using to promote mental health, like videos, Twitter spaces, um, and now you're doing NFT. So um, what other tools or strategies have you found successful for promoting and um, bringing more mental health awareness? So I have a podcast. Um, it's called the Anxiety Doctor Podcast. I only record when I have time, which is very rare. Um, and so I just get on. I don't have a script. I don't have a topic. I just literally talk and uh, people know that about me. Um, and that's where I get most of my following. And people will message me and they're like, oh, I love your podcast. And I'm, you know, 
sometimes I've gotten one person that says that said that she didn't like my podcast because it felt like I didn't have a script. And I'm like, well, I didn't have it because I never <laughs> do. Um, Commendable. I, Off the cuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I, I just, um, I think that's where I get most of my following because now that I'm doing Twitter and on focusing more on web three, I don't, I hardly ever post on Instagram and that's where I have, like I said, most of my following. Um, but I always get messages about how they found my podcast and it's helped them. Um, so I think podcasts are amazing. I think it's a, it's a great way to spread awareness and to get, um, to, you know, spread your message. Well, I have to say we, we agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, like personal tools for people? Do you have like a short list of things that people can do to, you know, support mental health of their own? Um, of their own, like things that they can do to help themselves. Um, mm-hmm. I always say find what works for you, right? But meditation is a game changer. Meditation, even just deep breathing, just breathing learning how to just sit and breathe and listening to your normal, natural breath, finding what works for you. There's a lot of people out there that will tell you to do the square breathing or, you know, that hold it for, or breathe in for five seconds, hold it for six, breathe out for seven, which is good. But someone with anxiety cannot hold their breath for six seconds. So I always say, find what works for you. There's a lot of people that will try these techniques and it's like, it didn't work for me. I can't hold my breath. So find what works for you, meditation, deep breathing, um, and self-awareness. Self-awareness is key. When you don't know, we all know what we're doing too much of, and we all know what we're doing too little of, right? If we're on social media and we're on Twitter spaces till 3 a.m. and then we have to wake up at 6 to go to work, you're not sleeping well, you're eating fast food every single day, uh, it's, it's going to catch up to you. So just self-awareness, finding what, what works for you. Um, grounding is really good. Uh, getting just sun outside, taking a five-minute walk. You don't have to do a full workout. Um, the sun, vitamin D is really, really good for you. It helps you with not only um, anxiety, but depression. It just you know helps you feel better, helps your mood. Um, and I mean, just... Like I said, find what works for you. We know what we're doing too much of and we know what we're doing too little of. Yeah, I love the meditation um, reminder. And you you mentioned earlier about schools having physical um, PE, but not mental exercises. And, And I think one thing Colin and I love so much about yoga is that it is the mental and the physical kind of coming together and and having this kind of holistic bond. So maybe when you're visiting those schools, you can push for districts to adopt yoga in their, in their PE structure. That would be awesome. Right. I think it's, that would be like the perfect solution for what we want to do. I think I actually had like a small yoga unit in my PE class in, in Maryland when I grew up, but it was, it wasn't, it wasn't the mental part. It was just the poses, right. They didn't really speak to the the breath very much. So that was a long time ago. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we've, I think we all we both agree that um, the taking time to I think especially we I talked about this with you on your spaces actually Lisa that um, you know it's all about balance and that because we live in this world where we're constantly plugged in 
and we're constantly checking things and getting notifications and all that. I think it's so important to, you know, take that time and like, you know, be quiet or be still and, and not move and, and, and check with, you know, listen inside and, and be receptive instead of constantly being interrupted. And, uh, and then it's also that constant, like that constant interruption, like makes it hard for us to focus and concentrate. And so, yeah, I think, you know, the simplest thing, like you're saying is just, you know, learn to breathe, learn to be still, but work with you and do what works with you. Um, so you're kind of becoming this, um, champion for, uh, mental health in web three. So like, you know, how is, how do you see your role evolving in the NFT community as we go forwards? I'm going to be the web three mental health expert for the entire, um, no, I mean, I, I, I wish more uh, mental health experts were were on board with me. I keep telling people I can't do it all myself. Um, I'm already really busy, even though I've been kind of, um, I've been fully booked, but I always have, you know, people that are, that I graduate from therapy and, um, and usually I'll pick up one or two uh, every so often. And what I'm doing now is once I discharge a patient, I'm not picking up anyone. Um, on my caseload because I'm committed more to Web3. So, I mean, I like that I'm, you know, one of the first mental health experts on here uh, on web, in Web3, but um, I think we need more. I think we need more of me. I can't clone myself. <laughs> yeah, and I wonder, is there a a narrative or a theme that you hear from other mental health experts as to why they haven't gotten into this space? The people that I've talked to, they are listening, but I think they're probably thinking like, what the hell is she talking about? Like, what is she doing? Like, why is she doing this? Um, Especially when they know that I've been fully committed to my private practice for so many years. Um, and I still am right. I still love my patients and I'm not going to leave them, but I think they just don't, they don't know exactly what it is, even though I try to explain. Um, and I think they're just like, okay, you know, um, oh, it sounds cool, but they're not going to do their own research. They're not going to, um, right. Maybe they've just heard the Bitcoin narrative or the, you know, board ape NFT half a million dollar narrative, but not the nuances and um, thinking about some of the guests that we've had on, they they've inspired us to have more optimism for the state of the environment and, and affairs because of some of the tools that come out of blockchain. Um, and I've, I have found that some anxiety goes away and there's some more hope when, when we see these, this toolbox that blockchain allows for. Um, so maybe that narrative of, of the other applications of blockchain technology could, could further help bring people into the space. Yeah, even just payment. I keep I and I start with that. I tell people, you know, these insurance companies. Sometimes it takes us thirty days. I don't accept insurance anymore, but sometimes it takes us, you know, thirty, sixty, ninety days to get paid with blockchain technology. That'll be instantly. You know, it'll be faster, and you know they're excited about that, but they still don't want to. I mean, the the therapists that I've talked to, they still don't want to. I guess learn more, or it's. I don't know. I mean, I, I felt the same way, right? When I was learning about NFTs, I was like, what the hell is this? I remember my husband was um, talking to me about it and I'm like, 
pretending to listen, but I wasn't. I'm like, this is, uh, I don't care about that. <laughs> and now here I am immersed in this, in this space. Yeah. We're glad that you're immersed in this space. So, you know, like, like you said, uh, it's kind of a niche community. Um, so, but you, but you also said, you know, even though you're busy, you keep carving out more time in your schedule to be part of this community. So what keeps you coming back and, you know, and what's it like working in the web three NFT community? I've always, I mean, I love it. Right. I think I meet amazing people like you all every single day. Um, so it's amazing how you can, can, um, get a hold of people and, and do things with people all over the world. Um, but I've always been the type of person that even though I have an opportunity, I used to see a few, I've seen a few celebrities that were paying me very well, but because they were taking up too much of my time, I was flying to California. Um, to me, it wasn't, I don't care how much they paid me. I wasn't helping enough people as much as I could. So that I stopped, that's the reason why I stopped doing that. Um, and so I've always been the type that whoever needs me is where I'm going to, to go. And I think right now web three needs me. That's beautiful. It. Yeah. We love that. Um, I, I, have always done that. I mean, my, my, it's something my mom has always taught us, you know, you help as much as you can, um, without expecting anything in return. I love it. I think we love blockchain because it can help a lot of people who are maybe on the margins and not include it. Um, what do, what sort of advice would you give someone entering the NFT space if they want to start an NFT project? You know, what are some things that you'd keep them grounded with? Um, learn a lot, um, but take care of your mind. Don't stay up too late. Sleep. Make sure you're getting some type of physical um, exercise. Um, attend all of the mental health spaces that you can. If you are starting to feel like it's, you know, the, the lack of sleep or the stress is um, getting to you. Um, and I think that, I mean, I, I, I'm, you know, in, in this project and I'm, of the founder of this project and I, I don't stay up late. I still sleep. Sleep is very important. I know it's very important to me and everyone else. So, you know, I tell people I'm not going to be on discord for, you know, 20 hours a day. Um, and they know that. So I think just kind of being self-aware of what you're doing and making sure you prioritize your mind because you can do you know, 20 hours a day and not sleeping and, but it's going to catch up to you and you're going to burn out. And I've heard of, of different, um, NFT creators that, and artists that have, um, had to go to the hospital and had to put their project on hold because of, um, the stress on not only their body, but their, their mind too, it was too much. Yeah. That's really important is the, is the, the balance and and uh, making sure you're taking care of those basic things, right? Sleeping and eating well go a long way. And uh, I think it's also, um, I think you kind of hit on this is, um, you know, you, when you mentioned the team aspect, and I think, you know, it's um, having a community, you know, and or building your community, even if it's a solo project is finding, you know, um, a community of people that you can get support from or that can help you. 
Um, and I think that's, you know, that's one of the cool things I think, like you mentioned is, is in web three is that if you're willing to, um, reach out, there's, there's, um, a lot of very friendly, um, open people that are willing to, uh, you know, share their, their wisdom and their knowledge. Um, but you, but you gotta like, you know, reach out and get involved. Out collaborate the competition. Isn't that a, a refi term? Yes, exactly. So, um, what are some of the other projects in the NFT space that are inspiring you right now? Um, I mean, I think all of the mental health, you know, that's my, um, um, my passion. So I think all of the, the projects that are, that have some sort of um, mental health component behind their utility or they're giving back to mental health organizations, of course, crypto cones, I think it's an amazing project. Um, it needs to be, uh, more people need to see it because it's an amazing project. Um, I'm also a holder of uh, Gen Tunes, which is an awesome, they have awesome art and their community is so kind. I've had so many other, I've, I've, I'm a huge NFT collector. I've been in so many women, um, I'm, I'm not going to mention which ones. <laughs> Uh, but so many women-led NFT projects, and they're not even, you know, as supportive as DGen Tunes has been, um, and and welcoming and open. So that's another project. They're they're really big on mental health too. Um, I actually do a space for them um, on Mondays. Um, and another one is Pulse, who has they're from uh, the UK. Um, and which one is the other one? I mean, there's a lot of them. Sad bots, uh, Shroomojis, who's giving back to Maps, which is actually um, a program. It's the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, and that's a whole other topic, right? But um, I will be getting trained through them. Um, they have a training for therapists and psychiatrists and um, I think uh, nurse practitioners to get trained to be able to to do microdosing and um, which I think is important. Um, like I said, that's a whole different topic, but they Shroomojis is is giving back to maps, which is cool. Um, so yeah, those are the projects that I'm um, that I hold dear to my heart because they're they're um, they have that mental health uh, utility behind them. I love the um, psilocybin uh, angle that you're taking to because there's definitely too many pharmaceuticals being put down people's um, palates that don't always need it. Some some are needed and some aren't. So it's good that you're looking at the other options. Um, so you know, mental health is obviously a very big component of Web three and and a, a challenge that it's facing. But um, do you see other big challenges facing the industry as a whole? Um, I mean, I think. Um... There's so many possibilities, right? Because it's so new. Um, but I, I think that it's just gonna more and more people are gonna know about it. And and um I think every day we learn more and we we learn how to better web three. Um so I just think, you know, taking care of your mind and making sure that you're um taking care of yourself, as long as you're doing that, the sky's the limit with. Web3, so many amazing opportunities in every industry. 
I feel are going to come um, with Web3. That's, that's a great, that's a great answer. Um, so you're really um, multifaceted, multi-talented, like you're going to be um, speaking at NFT NYC and you mentioned your, um, your tea business. So um, what are the, what are some of these other um, projects that you're working on or aspects of what you do and uh, how can our listeners get involved with some of those things too? So I'm um, on Instagram it's and Twitter and every other um, social media platform. Uh, I'm at the anxiety doctor and it's DR at the end. Uh, my podcast is the anxiety doctor uh, podcast. And then my tea company is called Tesana wellness, Tesana tea and wellness. Um, Tesana actually means I'm Latina. I'm Mexican American. Um, and Tesana actually means it heals you in Spanish. So, um, that's my, like I said, my tea company. Um, what else do I do? Podcasts, that, and then I've been on? doing speaking gigs for a few years, um, usually at schools. I do a lot of free uh, resources for my community. I'm always, you know, available to do free speaking gigs. But um, the past, I want to say um, two years, I've been a paid speaker. Um, I've been doing uh, law firms and different corporations. And recently, like two years ago, I started um, with tech companies. The biggest one has been Microsoft. Um, and I was able to speak to their, to not only Bill Gates, but um, their 161,000 employees. Um, and then I helped them incorporate different um, techniques and different things that they can they can do. I do mental health uh, consulting for for companies, so they hired me for that. Um, and then I've now been, you know, because people have been uh, learning about me and and being in Web three, I've been doing um, speaking gigs about how Web three can change mental health. And why I've decided to immerse myself in in Web three, um, and there's an someone just messaged me last week about this big um, conference that they hold with different world leaders, and they want me to be a, a speaker for that. So I'm excited for that. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So I, I don't know who's going to be um, speaking, but um, that'll be in Austin actually in September. Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to following your uh, your adventures and all these speaking gigs. I, I love what you just said too about um, how Web three can change mental health. Um, you know, because we've been talking a lot about how Web three can be detrimental to mental health. So, you know, what are some things that you see on the horizon that that allow for you know improvement of mental health? I think just accessibility. You know, just there's so many different people that. I mean, even here in the U.S., you would think, oh, in other countries that don't have therapists, don't have. But even here in the U.S., I get a lot of messages from people in smaller towns that say, you know, we don't have any therapists here or we have two and they're all booked. Even where I come from, I come from a border town. Now I'm in Houston, Texas, but I, I used to live in McAllen, Texas, which was where my, my practice was um, and where I started. Uh, when I started, there was only four therapists in my area for 1.5 million people. Wow. Which is crazy, right? And so I yeah, knew I needed to do, and that's that's where I started doing a lot of the free, you know, just workshops and different 
speaking uh, in diff- different events and um, because it's, it's important. And, and I think that accessibility for people that don't have um, the therapists in their area, I think Web3 is going to be a more, allow for a more immersive experience to, to seeing your therapist instead of just, you know, with through a video, um, you know, hopefully the metaverse will be a, a better experience for, for, for that. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. We agree with that. Definitely the inclusion and the access and, and, and it's like distrib- in the distribution, right. Is, is web three pushes the the value to the edges. And so it's just going to give people more um, access, like you were saying. And the T, the T aspect is that uh, just cause we're all over caffeinated too, right. Finding like yes. the, the, the herbs that contribute instead of, you know, take away from our adrenals. Yeah, so caffeine, you know, coffee can be it it it's not that bad for you, but it can trigger anxiety. Um so you know, the the caffeine that comes from different herbs and teas um don't cause that jitteriness that coffee most of them won't. Um so I actually have a tea blend that's called fuck coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I uh, we're dear friends with Ticino herbal coffee. Are you familiar with them? Mm-hmm. It's made with uh, carob, chicory, dandelion root, and actually the the ramon seed. And they do a lot of um, oh, mine wild has, harvesting. And, and mine has chicory root and dandelion. Um, it has ashwagandha. Oh, cool! It's a really good. Uh, yeah. Um, what else? Cinnamon, um, cacao nibs, which is really good for you. Um, yeah, it's I, I I love it. Oh, cool! Yeah, we'll we'll connect more offline on our. Yeah, well, um, it's been awesome talking to you about all your projects. Um, Just to wrap up, you know, you're talked to a lot of people in the NFT space, in the crypto space and blockchain Web3. So, you know, from your perspective, um, what kind of trends do you see happening for the rest of 2022 or the next year or so? I think um, NFTs are going to blow up. More people are going to hear about NFTs. Uh, people are going to then immerse themselves in Web3 and see how they can get in. Um, and then more industries are going to get in, are going to jump into Web3. If they don't, they're dumb, right? <laughs> because it's going to be amazing. And like I said, so many opportunities that that come that can come from Web3. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's it's just I get super excited about it. I keep wanting to tell everyone about Web three and and my NFT project, but that's what I think. That's awesome, and, and we agree. NFTs are uh, a, a cool new technology that that's still just emergent, and and all of this Web three stuff is all emergent, and uh, we're just in the, we're still early, and uh, we're excited to see all these amazing people you know, come into this space and bring their ideas and talent. And I think you're just a great shining example of that with your background and your expertise and bringing that and then, and having a fine, you know, and carving out a space in web three that, that aligns with all those values. So uh, we're really st- uh, grateful that you were able to chat with us today, Lisa. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. This was an amazing conversation. Yeah, Lisa, really excited to talk more on on spaces. And um, can you remind our listeners when do you do your weekly host of? Uh... So Mondays, uh, two p.m. Central Time, which is twelve noon uh, PST, 
Um, and then s- the same day, Mondays at 7 p.m. Uh, Central Time, which is 5 p.m. Uh, PST. Lovely. Awesome. Yeah, drop into those spaces. Sometimes Cash and I are in those spaces and we can fit it in our schedule. We always, we love participating in those. So we'll make sure we include a link to your to your Twitter and everything in our in our show notes. Awesome. So this month I'll, I'll have a lot more, but those are the ones that I've been doing for sure every every Monday. Awesome. Well, we can't wait to hop in on one of those with you. Thanks so much, Lisa. Thank you, guys. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a rating and a review. We'd like to give a big thank you to our friend Matthew Patrick Donner, who's responsible for the Block Explorer production, including our music, mixing, and editing. Thank you for exploring the world of blockchain with us. Crypto is changing the world, and we're here to ensure that you're ready. Please subscribe to our podcast and do share this with any friends or family or acquaintances who might find something valuable in what we talked about. We look forward to sharing our next episode with you. Cheers. Cheers.